0: Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles. And welcome to Eternal Dirtles, live from my bathroom. Uh, I'm Zach Clark, the Dirtle Magus, and with me as always is Nathan Golia and Phil Blackman. What's up, guys?
1: I don't know. anything happen recently? Live <laughs> from not from
2: not Zach's bathroom.
0: Oh, man. I, why are you in
2: your bathroom? Well, I'm, because I'm, the, <laughs> everything has gone to shit, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Well,
0: uh, yeah, uh, I mean, did something happen? No, nothing happened. Nothing happened.
2: Like how could how could they not unban Top? Can we
0: talk about this? <laughs> oh man, I don't even know well, where well, to begin. Uh, no changes well, on, on, on the ban
1: list. Oh wait, yeah, Spoiler who should start? Alert. Because you you were you were on you were getting heated on text messages. I am man.
0: super. I'm still tilted. Uh, I mean, I I you know I went I went pretty nuts between uh, text messages and the email list we're we're a part of. We should start a Discord. By the way, I think I think our Patreon uh subscribers would would love to see me ranting on Discord like just constantly like a like like I just lost my freaking
1: mind. Uh, because usually it's it's me or Phil doing the rants on the cast, and you just kind of like sit there at the recording. Yeah, I, But I think I'm you I think so you deserve bad. some time in the sun. I don't agree with you on everything, but I'll let you go first.
2: Well, but like okay. seriously though, how did they not unban Top? This is unbelievable. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I'll start with with my my text message to uh or my text message, my email uh, to uh, what's it called uh, uh, everybody on, on that list. And, and just the, the one thing that I said on there, which was uh, pretty much that, you know, how, how's there no changes, one, and let me pull this
2: up. Oh, dude, one. I can tell you why there's no changes. Where was our boys? Where was the team? Where were the guys that were going to put the, the parking lot sign and send pizza?
0: Yeah, we definitely yeah. didn't send enough pizza. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll get off the. This, this all is, right, this is about <laughs> All right, so
0: so uh, personal feeling, DRS is is almost I said almost, uh, as pervasive in fair decks as Treasure Cruise. That is to say, if you are playing a fair, uh, playing fair and not playing DRS, you are likely incorrect. Uh, to anyone whose answer is one, it's not an unfair Magic card, or two. They have cards like Silent Gravestone or Sorcerer's Spyglass to hate it out. My answers. One. DRS allows you to ignore color-based casting costs. The core restriction in the game that we play is you have to cast things and have lands to cast them that are those colors. Like, you just get to completely ignore that with Deathrite Shaman. You can play any old card you want in your deck, no matter what color it is. Um, And then, uh, uh, and I won't insult your intelligence... Uh, by explaining how <laughs> DRS is stupid r- regarding this, uh, and don't at me with but birds of paradise. Um, and then for for the second thing, which w- the second thing was uh, the hate cards was get, yeah, GTFO. GTFO.
1: <laughs> well, I I think that well I don't know. I, whether or not I believe Deathrite is a bannable card, which I, I wouldn't say I do, and I've been fairly consistent on that. I don't think, it's, I don't think it, it meets the threshold. Um, doesn't mean that I – when I just got back from Seattle and you could not have a conversation with anybody where the topic of this consolidation or homogenization of the format came up. And whether or not Wizards of the Coast, who I believe was in, a there had people in attendance, it was you know a stone's throw from their headquarters. They, they definitely were picking up on it, and I'm I'm just surprised. I, I was really sure that this would be in time when action was taken. And it's one thing to just have no changes, but the other thing is just like no explanation or no anything. No explanation,
0: nothing. Just just um, no changes. The ban list restricted. That's it. By format is here. You can. Look at the banned and restricted cards. That's it. No, like, the format's fine. Oh, we don't think it's a problem. Uh, Legacy players, we're not even dealing with you at all. You know, Vintage has its problems, too. Modern's in a great spot. Standard is garbage still, obviously. No one's really playing Standard. But uh, uh, it's just insane to me that you had this high-profile event where you had 20 Of a card in the top eight, and that's been the case for a while. We've had twenty death right shamans and a lot of big top eights. Um and they're just like, eh, it seems good. We'll just keep letting that happen.
2: Um I have a theory. Your theory? Okay, so here's my theory. So I agree. They didn't give an explanation. It would have been nice to get an explanation just so we can get an idea of where their head's at. Although uh, I'll foreshadow the episode a little bit. We're going to talk about what Aaron Forsyth said on, on Twitter, and that kind of gives us a, an explanation. Yep. But I'm going to say – or my guess is they didn't take any action on this band list announcement uh, because there's uh, GP Birmingham in England a month from now. And if you are like me, and I imagine a lot of other people who have already booked travel to go to that tournament, uh, that – Changing the format up in a really drastic way before that happens when people like there's a major event happening that, you know, people are going to be booking travel for because you only have so many events a year that taking that kind of action that's going to upend the, what the format looks like uh, might be a little aggressive in terms of like, oh, man, I was going because I had Grixis Delver or any other death right deck that now I, I don't have the cards to play with and I won't be able to get them in a month or whatever, you know, because um, yeah. that stuff moves slower. So I wouldn't be surprised, because I thought they were going to take action too. Like I'm definitely on the on your side of things, thinking like, why didn't anything like happen? nothing? But, like, I, <laughs> but I, I, I would come on. But I I'm now. I'm now almost way more assured that the July second announcement is just going to have everything we thought was going to happen in this announcement. Once Deathright Shaman wins the GP in England as well.
1: Well, that has to happen first, and. I don't know. I, I, I'm with. I, I, when you mentioned that, I didn't r- realize how close Birmingham was. I thought it was – you said it was like a month out. I kind of think some, a month is long enough to make changes, but I guess with a legacy Grand Prix, especially in Europe where they don't get a ton of them, they probably didn't want a monkey with everything. That would make sense. Just play Grim Lava Mancer. <laughs> with, with, yeah, right? Just play Birds
0: of Paradise. Uh, you can play I, either one in Sultai or Grixis. I don't see what the problem is.
1: I was so sure that something <laughs> was going to happen that I was like – ready to be like guys this we need to come up with some ideas for what the format looks like you know come up draft a deck list for grixis delver if you think it can survive like i was i was that far down the road based on what i heard on the floor in seattle now it's not like yes like people are yammering about this and that and i certainly was was practicing my true name rant to anyone who would listen but i'm just saying that like there were real, there there were seemingly real conversations with people who seemed to be relatively plugged in that I thought were going to lead to something, and I'm and I'm really shocked. Like I was, I was on the, I was also at some point thinking like they could ban five cards and unban three. It could be a total laundry day yeah. for the format, you know. Like I was like, they might just be like, this might be the time to do that, you know. Um, and they could still do that. I I just don't think they will. I we're I gotta gonna be
0: ha- honest, if they ban Brainstorm and Deathrite Shaman, I wouldn't be mad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as long as My they also yeah. ban
0: Deathrite Shaman.
1: I, I think it's, it's funny how, like, you and like, I, I can, I'm, I'm here to listen to people about, like, what Deathrite does. I just don't think it's that big a deal. Like, so what? Like, you know, you get to play a lot of colors. Like, dual lands and fetches are also broken. Cantrips also fix your mana base super easily. And, like, you know, that's just how it is. Like, I don't I don't like that every blue deck it plays red so that they can get access to pyroblast cause it's good in the blue mirror. Like that irritates me, but you know, they're not going to ban pyroblast. So that's going to be the, that's going to be the thing that people do, you know? I, I mean the, the color pie and all that stuff, like it's all just about people not liking death, right. As a card. I, I don't really think there's much of like an actual, it's broken thing to it. Let's see. Well, I want to, to find agree some... to disagree on that. <laughs> I, I just—it's not. I don't think it's broken. I just don't think a one-two with summoning sickness can be broken. Like, it, I mean, it, I guess it could be, but like, um, in a form like it—it's it's got no any protection. You have to untap it. It doesn't win when it untaps. It—it it, it effectively wins when it untaps. Though I—I I mean, like, you got to be smart and you still have to sequence correctly and you still have to have a little bit of luck. Um, I talked about beating that guy in, at, with storm because he just never used it to eat my passing flames, but I don't know. Um.
2: Yeah, it looks like it was that guy's fault. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that guy. Yeah, Aaron Forsythe is leading over our match. He's like, see, this guy's not even using his death rate. How good could it be? Um, Do we want any other initial reactions we want to get to before we talk about these very interesting uh, messages from Aaron Forsythe?
2: I- I'm yeah, going to be mature and say that, say that I'm done with my initial reactions. Everybody's super high on the, the death rate band. I actually had a... a, a a conversation uh today uh with max jones we were discussing you know the band he was uh, complimenting the the pod and then we like ended up uh talking about uh you know what we expect is going to happen like the same thing like post uh gp in england they're gonna have, actually have the updated bands but then we were having the conversation where him and i were both uh were very anti-chalice everybody knows that i'm very anti-chalice but the way that we talked about Chalice was or and Deathrite was that the argument that I made for Death Right and why it should go is the same argument that I was making for Chalice in that any fair deck, like if you're playing a fair deck that's not D, which you know, I think you know, DNT's fallen off a little bit, but if you're playing any fair deck, you're just putting yourself at uh uh, a, a handicap if you're not playing death right shaman right 100 percent it's, it's the same thing for any of the decks that play chalice like like chalice homogenizes all of the decks that currently play chalice right as does death right that does all the same thing i get the play patterns are different but like i didn't I, it took me a while to fi- finally to get to the point where i'm articulating that the same reason that chalice is unfun for the unfun unfun reasons that it does but it's not like it's broken on power level. It just does unfun things. But all of the decks that play Chalice, and we're like, oh yeah, all of these decks are the same deck. They just have Chalice plus stuff. That's yeah. what we've been saying about Deathrite. It's Deathrite plus stuff. It's yeah. the same argument. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think, I think this gets
1: to a, an argument I've made, which is like there's just not enough viable stuff to do that isn't like you can boil a lot of decks down to like it's this card and then stuff you know i could do the same thing with brainstorm and ponder like it's this card and then it's stuff or it's these eight twelve cards and then it's stuff and i'm not saying that you're wrong it's just like the lament that i have about the format is just that there's there's so little else that you can there's not a ton to be doing at like a base level at like an engine level in the format like elves has glimpse and lands has loam. And like, there's a couple, like the fact that we even have that is almost sort of lucky. You know, how many dark confidant has completely fallen off. Like, no one plays dark confidant, you know, why would you, (laughs) you just don't get anything out of it. Right. Um, as an engine card, like smuggler's copter, like that could take off or not, because why would you, why wait? You know, it's just too bad that that's where we are. And I think that does frustrate people. It's like, once you have, a certain selection of cards you know whether it's chalice and soul lands or whether it's brainstorm and fetch lands and death rites, you don't you can identify what the best thing is to be doing with it too easily you know like there's you can make a lot of chalice decks like you know people have but you just know that the best one's probably the big right deck or probably the steel stoppy deck or probably the eldrazi deck you know it's like it's not like there's 20 of them that are all the same
2: Power level. Does that make sense? Right. Well, at the same time, like interchange all those decks that you just said, swapping Chalice for Death right and then saying, yeah, you could probably play it in Grixis Delver, or guess Checkpile, or maybe Maverick, or I guess Soul Tie, right? Like, it's, it's yeah, I'm, 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 I agree with you. Well, I don't think, well,
1: the thing is, I don't think Maverick fits in there because, it, it, Ma- I mean, if Maverick did just top eight a Grand Prix, and that's great, and I played it's just it's just that you know that the best thing to be doing with this card is the cantrips trips with it and i think that as we're going to talk about in a little bit like if that's going to be the case then yes maybe does maybe death right does have to be taken out but i think there's also a number of other cards that this argument can be made about and the question is how far down that road we want to go so that you guys understand where i'm coming from like yeah it's great that like Maverick top a gp and they have death right and everything but I wouldn't I still wouldn't like gun to my head take that I would take like a blue death right back and that just still narrows what you feel like
2: I think that the the I think everybody that is surprised that there was no announcement for a death right ban is that that's the whole argument is like even when you are willingly handicapping yourself by not playing pond storm pond (laughs) storm brainstorm and ponder uh it still can put up results if you're playing death right shaman
1: yeah The two decks that don't play Deathrite Shaman, but do play Ponder and Brainstorm. We should call it Pondstorm, by the way. That's (laughs) weird new thing. Pondstorm Did make top eight, right? A a deck
2: that just just got hit with a ban and everyone thought was dead. I think both the Miracles decks are... they, They are living on the back of Back to Basics. Like, I think it's... Back to Basics is just so good against everything that's not them that they can... Get away with it by just locking their opponent out. Yeah, but I thought we made I, that. I, I like just playing a a blue white control deck like miracles. Like you're you you you'd get rolled. Like you, well, you you have you have to move towards like the lights out hate cards, uh, because you don't have the option to go, um, top anymore.
1: Well, I would say that I I, I really actually when I listened back to the podcast last week and you were making that point about uh about um. Uh, back to basics and how it actually is empowered by Death being in the format. Yes. You know, as much as that does make you say, like, well, it doesn't I guess Death Right isn't great against man of denial. I understand where you're coming from. It oh, yeah. actually sort of tilted me to like, oh maybe I could I could see a reason because back to basics is super frustrating to play against. I'd rather it wasn't good or in that no one played it.
2: <laughs> right. And it's but it's only good because Death Right re- usually requires a an off color splash uh, into four colors. And it
1: incentivizes playing a zillion non-basics. Just
2: be as greedy as possible, yeah. Yeah, like, it's so. it, if Deathrite, instead of making you splash green, was uh, had a red activation or a blue activation, like, back to basics would be garbage. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I put this, I popped this on our little schedule here uh, that we have because we're super pro now. Um, so what do you guys think? Like, it's weird to do meta predictions when nothing happened, but I did think about this a little bit. Do you guys think that we it's gonna get this saturation or consolidation is gonna get worse, or do you think people are going to try and fight it? Because I can't decide what the where what way I want to go. Well, uh, I mean, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I, you can you can try and fight as much as you want. What I'm actually expecting is if I'm I'm erring on the side of Wizards knows what they're doing. I honestly I honestly think they do know what they're doing and i'm hoping that's the case and if that's the case that means that they're probably looking to print stuff that competes with deathright shaman soon which is why they didn't ban deathright shaman that is my hope i hope that what's happening here is they're like oh we're going to put out a uh, uh, another couple of cards that makes deathright shaman <laughs> not bad necessarily but competes with that card it makes you makes you want to play this card over deathright shaman so that's my hope and so it, as far as will it get worse, will people try and fight it? I think people will try and fight it if they put out cards, if they print cards that that compete with that card.
1: I just don't – is there even an opportunity for that? Let's look at this coming soon. We've got nothing before – well, there's a core commander, set coming right? out. You've
0: got commander, Commanders the, that come out until August. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, maybe maybe they haven't uh, they haven't given us the answer yet.
1: So we've got yeah, till. August. It could August. be in the corset. I mean, you never know. It could be in the core yeah, set. Yeah, it could, I mean, it could easily me. be in the core set.
0: Um, but my, my guess, my guess is, 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 that they think that they've done that. I really hope that they have, uh, if, the, if we don't see anything on July 2nd, it's guaranteed that there's nothing, that there's going to be nothing of value in these commander sets or it'll be really messed up. There is an answer for death rate shaman in these commander sets after they've banned it.
1: I think that your uh, assumption that withers knows what they're doing, especially in this context,
0: inherently flawed. Just be... I, I realize that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Splinter Twin in Modern Masters is... <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah. Bill, what do you think? Are you going to try and fight it, or
2: are you going to just play into it? No, I think that the format is going to more or less look pretty much the same as what Seattle looked like, because it's going to be really hard if you're a combo deck that isn't a one-card combo. Like, unless you... Like, I show and tell is always going to do, like, you know, fine... Uh, But, like, I think you would be crazy to take Storm into Birmingham uh, if the format's just going to be nothing but Grixis Delver, people throwing hymns at your face, and, uh, like, Leovold's running around. It seems like you have to either be really, really fast, because Past and Flames is just going to get wrecked, so, like, for for a, a very rare occasion... I can't believe I'm saying this on recording. Brian's never going to let me live it down, but I think Tess might be better com- positioned in the current meta than a <laughs> As long as you don't get him done turn two. Yeah.
1: Um, well, like you, can just, you, you need can turn just, two. Yeah, exactly. Right? You that's, need that's to turn like, two, which is why actually I played
2: Tess in those trials. Yeah, so it's like, like if, just you're want to the, if you're, two, you're, and go home. If, if you're <laughs> looking to play combo, it's going to be real tough if you're uh, like a, a mass deck, you're a volume deck, as opposed to just a two-card combo or... Uh, a a combo that can rebuild easily. Um, So like, I think the format's going to more or less look the same. Like I, I think the top eight is still going to be, you know, four to five death, right. Decks, a lands deck, maybe a combo deck can sneak in maybe. And then you'll have like, you know, your random deck that nobody understands how it got in.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that it's just like eight death, right. Decks and, and the
1: internet explodes. We'll see. I, I mean, <laughs> um, I played against some terrifying grizzle Brand decks recently. I don't know if you guys have had this experience and to be honest, like not that I'm saying that you have to keep death right around because of that, because it doesn't matter there. It's in the format and you still play against horrifying grizzlebrand decks. But like, that's why I say like, I was getting to the point where I was like, they're going to ban five cards because I was pretty sure that they're going to look at this form. like, I look at death, right. And say like, well, if we get rid of death, right. Then this is a nightmare. If we get rid of this, then this is a nightmare. Like, um, I, I was just, I was just thinking that we, there would be time for like a big, uh, clean out and we'll see if they have the appetite for it. Um, in July, I, I just, I'm not sure that they do. I popped up our top, I topped our top nine decks here from MTG Goldfish. Yep. If you guys can see them. Um, and obviously we've got our top two, about 20% each on Greg Delver and four color control. One thing I thought was interesting was that someone said, we have got these two decks and only one of them's only good because it preys on the other one which is what I think i I really do not think checkpile is a very good deck like I think if you get it like it's just got it's so clunky and like I know Deathrite cheats on mana and everything but like you just like any any really fast deck any any if it has a bad draw and you can punish it like price of progress like it's just I just don't see it as – I just think it's so good against Grixis Delver that it's able to keep itself going or sustain itself. Yeah. I mean, um, and it look steals look enough with the, other places.
2: Look at the top three decks on this list, which is Grixis Delver, Four Color Control, and Lands. and I, And then you'll understand why Miracles can have a 4.3% share.
1: Well, miracles is and well, here's the thing. It's got Grixis at 10.7. This is all MTG Goldfish. We know it's not perfect, but we're just using it because it's the most nice. It's the nicest website. Um, and then four color control is also 10%. And then everything's, you know, lands 4.6, elves 4.6, miracles 4.3, sneak and show 4.0, storm 3.6. I mean, you're talking about a fairly a fairly balanced tier two here. But I see like a lot of merit Lages and a lot of Grizzle brands here. There's yeah. just no room for anything else, and that's <laughs> like these decks having to sort of fade the death rate shamans is is if death rate goes away, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I just Grizzlebrand is so stupid. I just it's so it's
2: dumb. Death Rate well Grizzlebrand yeah, is
1: the Hold on a second, I'll, I'm, now, now I'm heated. Here's the thing about <laughs> Grizzlebrand. Brand drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> Look, what if Yogma's bargain was legal, right? Zach, remember we did shows on how Necro should be legal? Yeah. And people were like, oh, you can't abandon Necro. Make things too good. Like, really? Can you – like, here's how you get Necro on turn one. You draw Necro and you draw uh, uh, Dark Ritual, right? And then what, what do you get from that? Well, you get a bunch of cards next turn and you don't draw another card in your draw step and don't have anything else, right? And you just spit out a card to get another card out, right? Yep. So that that's what and well oh, we can't have necro. Look, there's a two card combo that costs two mana that gets you a Grizzlebrand on turn one, right? Like it, it, and then it's like oh well you have to draw you you still get to draw your next turn by the way. But if you <laughs> if the other person doesn't concede and flip the table over and run away like they should every time you see a Grizzlebrand you just fucking leave. Like assuming they don't do that you just get you just get your seven seven flying lifelinking creature the next seven or eight cards at your deck immediately like come the fuck on like we can't but oh, what well, well, if we had what if you what if yagmas bargain was how do you get Yogmas bargain and play on turn one for two mana you don't you just don't and it's just <laughs> like it, the grizzle brand is just so it's just like Yes, their whole deck is Grizzlebrand and everything, and, it's, and at least it's vulnerable, but, like, it's just, it's just so, you're, the game's just over. You don't even, like, you don't even want to untap. Like, you're just looking at this thing, and then they draw seven, and they make another thing. Like, come I mean, on.
0: I don't disagree. The times when you get rid of Deathrite Shaman, your opponent generally has another thing to do afterwards, which is terrible. Like, if they get it into play, it's like, oh, well, I've been able to get, you know, uh, uh, oh, look at that. I've got Emrakul in my hand now and another Grizzlebrand because I drew them off of Grizzlebrand.
1: I agree. Right, exactly. I I, I don't it's think... Just, it, it's like... And that's... Again, I just, it just... It's just one of these things where it's like, oh, Deathrite Chapel. It's like, it's a... And I'm always like, it's a one-two you have to untap with. Grizzlebrand is just in play. <laughs> and yeah, then gets protection. Doing it. You just land, ritual, duress you, entomb, reanimate. Gri- like, Grizzlebrand should I have I to, tap to draw that. seven like cards. like a six-card thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't even tap. Doesn't even have to tap. Then you can just get seven cards. Oh, we'll just unmask you and take anything else you could have had.
2: Like, ugh
1: the uh, argument sorry that... sorry
2: sorry i just no, I, t- I just again <laughs> the, the pattern the pattern that we were talking you're, about in, a death and chalice. you're in a safe place <laughs> the pattern that we were talking about with death and chalice is the exact same pattern when i like replace all of those things insert grizzlebrand, and then just change the decks that put fatties into play and it's the same thing so grizzlebrand just homogenizes all of the fatties decks death right. shaman homogenizes all of the fair blue decks chalice homogenizes all of the people who want to do the worst thing than than they could be doing. Yep. Like Yep. We're only, in a bad place here. It's not, it's not outlier one outlier card's is, fault. Is you have Storm, which is a mass combo deck, which is just gonna, you know, fold to getting himed a couple times. And then you have Elves, which, you know, Elves is just being its it's doing its thing, playing Fat Ancestrals and Tinker, and it's gonna get a lot of it's it's just gonna get hit by the flack of Death right going away. Yeah. Well, before I mean, we go into point. the
0: next the next thing, I, I I think we should do something else. But I think you have a point before that.
1: No, I was just gonna say that like Phil, like we're we're seeing like, what I'm saying is that it's not one card's fault that we're here, right? Yeah. We're in this we're oh, in this agreed. sort of visible. They're like it's not like when I say I'm playing against terrifying Grizzlebrand decks, I mean decks. I mean show and tell. I mean Blackguard Reanimator. I mean the mono black thing I played against in Seattle. I meant I mean the Tin Fins variants that have Living Wish for more Grizzlebrand, and they, they have all these other things, and there's these combination uh, Turbo Depths and Grizzlebrand decks. It's just... But there's not Like, Inkwell Leviathan, like, that's probably pretty fine, but why would you ever bother? You know?
0: Well, only in Vintage when you can play Tinker.
1: Right. I would rather play against... <laughs> I'd rather play against Tinker than Truning Nemesis. I'll put that up there. Um, I mean, but Natural anyway.
2: Order does exist, so...
1: Natural Order's already... Yeah, I gotta deal with Natural Order, like... Okay. So, Zach, did you want to? Yeah, more so thing bef- before, we, move before on? we
0: get in, before we get into the, the next part of the cast, we should we should uh, d- uh, do a couple things. One, uh, I want to shout out to everybody on Reddit last week that uh, that uh, helped push the push the cast forward. Uh, that was really awesome, and uh, and there was a lot of great discussion on on the Reddit page as well. So that was that was kind of great. We had a really good showing over at uh, uh, the Legacy Reddit page. That was cool. Um, And then uh, secondly, I think we should uh, we we should uh, give a shout out to our sponsors as well this week. Um, So uh, we're sponsored by uh, Bearded Dragon Games uh, in New Jersey. We're sponsored by Paragon City Games uh, in Utah. Utah. Um, And uh, we're also sponsored by uh, Audible.com. And Audible's got a deal with us where uh, if you sign up for Audible uh, through our link, you'll get a free membership for a month and uh, you get a free book and, uh, you know, Audiobooks are kind of great. Uh fill 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 them in.
2: Guys, guys, so not only can you help out this podcast if you uh, jump on Audible and use our code to do it and like let us let them know that we were the ones that got you got you in. But I have a, like, I record audiobooks for Audible. That's what I use to as a living right now and I have a book coming out uh, later on this week called Portal World if you need a reason to get in. If you want to listen to this delicious, sultry baritone for a whole book, go to Audible.com. Use, the Eternal Use that for your Use first Eternal free Durables. book, Portal World. There you go. It still works. Don't worry. If, even though it's free, it still works. We'll still love you. Hopefully, I think the book is great. I think you'll enjoy it as you're listening to it, riding to your next event.
0: Now, is this book about the Magic the Gathering set Portal? So it should have
2: been, (laughs) right? So the book is called portal world. Think of it. Like it's essentially another variant of what magic's multiverse is. Cool. It's not magic related, but like the structure of like these characters bounce from world to world. It's the same thing as like the planeswalkers bounce from world to world. So like you'll already have like an inside knowledge as to an understanding conceptually for the story. Well, that's great. Um, so yeah, so that's our
0: sponsors, uh, for the week. Uh, like I said, uh, Clicking through to those guys, always uh, letting them know that uh, that we're sending you to them always always helps us out. Uh, you know, it just makes us look good, and uh, it also helps support the cast. And uh, as always, you can always hop onto Patreon at Patreon.com/eternaldirtles, and uh, you can be part of. I think we're gonna have a Discord server soon because that seems like a thing to do. So we'll, yeah, we we'll, be do that. Work, we'll be working on that. <laughs> you can get T-shirts now. Uh, I'll have a, a picture of the T-shirt on the hips of the coast page. Uh, we just got in T-shirts. Uh, so you'll be able to order those as well, and uh, yeah, if, if you can, you can put down, uh, you know, help help support the uh, the podcast. So uh, that, that's we, pretty much
2: we, go on. Also, like, yeah, we should also just point out, like, all of this stuff that we're doing, like, you guys are helping us get to the point where now all of a sudden we can do things like t-shirts, and we can uh, constantly like continue to further the show along, and we are going to Very continue grateful. to make the show just, like more enjoyable. So like. You guys keep helping us and we'll keep putting out the content that hopefully that you guys enjoy. We don't want to like, yes, we rant because we're passionate about it. But also, like, if you have things like I I talked about before, if you want to reach out to one of us and be like, hey, I had this idea, we'll probably talk about it because we're part of the community. We're in the same community that you guys are. We're talking about the same things, obviously. So if you guys have ideas that you don't think we're presenting uh, enough on the show, like, let us know, man. Yeah, every every
0: dollar sends Nate into the data mine for at least an hour.
2: You're right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You want to know what they should have done with the ban list that they didn't do if they weren't going to ban anything? They should have banned a card that nobody's heard of. Or, like, (laughs) banned a card that nobody's ever going to play. Like, ban in restriction announcements. Aladdin's Lamp banned in Legacy. Dude. You can't play Aladdin's Lamp, guys. Sorry.
1: I want to do two damage. Sorry, Cloud Post players. Uh, That's
0: the ring. 8 damage. That's 11.
2: Shotgun. Oh, do people – wait, do do Cloud Post players play Aladdin's Lamp? Of course they do. (laughs)
0: They do, probably. That's so good. Oh, man. I wouldn't. Admit. Aladdin's Lamp. Isn't that like okay. a 10 minutes? Okay, I'm w-
1: making you guys move on. Making... <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, it's like a 10-minute scroll rack. Yeah, yeah, all yep. Right. yep. Um, Aaron Forsyth, when we were... we were, it, was, it was the night before Bands Miss. I can't believe how different I felt last night, by the way. um, He was having a a tar- uh, conversation with someone talking about Mishra's workshop in Vintage. And he put out a tweet that said, in response to this person who said, have you ever thought about... Restricting Mishra's Workshop because, you know, the Lotus every turn for artifacts. He said, it's one of the pillars of the format that makes it unique and players tolerate slash love. It's like brainstorm in legacy. Every saturation metric we could ever invent would point to it being banned, but people love it. Transgressive stuff needs a place to live. I, I uh, just made sure he did use transgressive correctly. Um, it it doesn't mean like iconoclastic, like stuff people don't really like.
0: Habitual line steppers.
1: <laughs> Habitual line steppers involving a violation of accepted or imposed boundaries. So good on Aaron, who uh, made me, even though I'm an editor by trade, look up a word.
2: So, so the, the, the one thing that I want to point out as we like dissect this thing, there's going to be a lot of things that we're not going to be able to like articulate well because the one thing missing from this tweet is he doesn't he he was having this conversation but he didn't define what the pillars of the format means so it would like i would adore it if like tomorrow we just get an article on the mothership that's called pillars of the format and he lays out he's like here in legacy here are the pillars here in vintage here are the pillars that i'm referencing so it's like if this is a pillar you know that we aren't going to touch it because you guys tolerate it like I don't know what he – when he says Pillars of the Format, like Brainstorm and Legacy, I don't know what the other pillars are.
0: Well, I mean, you've got Pillar of Origins, Pillar of Flame, Pyrostatic Pillar.
2: <laughs> right, but I want him to list them. <laughs> I want those listed. I want to be able to know what I'm talking about when I'm arguing or not arguing for something.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, it, it would it would help to, for him to, to say Pillars of the Format,
2: which basically says – cards we're not going to ban. I just don't under, I like countertop before Terminus Terminus countertop was around forever. Like countertop is like one of the you go back and think of the days when people were playing Tarmogoyf in their in their countertop decks like why is counterbalance top not a pillar of the format? You know, like that's what I mean. Like I yeah, I yeah. get that if you're going to just uh Defend a banning argument by giving it the cover of it's a pillar of the format, therefore it's shielded. I think we should be able to have the conversation of well, I think the player base should know what are the things that are shielded. Yeah, because then we will keep having conversations like this where if Death right Shaman is now a pillar of the format and it's just going to be a thing that we're, is going to be existing forever, then if he just says. We're never banning it, guys. It's a pillar of the format. Then we can all go, oh, okay, great. We'll figure out what we can do with this now that it's not a conversation point that is reasonable to have anymore. Yeah, we can talk
0: about Grizzlebrand or something like that.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's yeah, I agree. That, that's a very good
1: point. And I think one thing that that is interesting is this tweet is not a policy statement. Now, as we know, with certain uh, members of the government, that yes, sometimes you you take tweets seriously, and this is the guy who's in charge of R and D. And he says it's like, you know, workshops not getting restricted. This is the. same I mean, this is our government. Not getting this in the country
0: that I, that I, I represent the most. <laughs> right.
1: Workshops not getting restricted. Brainstorm's not getting banned. I, and every saturation metric, by the way, which I thought was interesting because there's saturation of a card. You know, there's Brainstorm is, is, has the highest card saturation, right? Mm-hmm. Death Right Shaman's something like fourth, by the way. Ponder and Force of Will are ahead of Death Right. There's also certain lands, I think wastelands up there that you know as a non-mana producing land, you know that's high saturation. But they, but saturation has not does not have to be the only reason something's banned. Treasure cruise and dig through time were not higher saturation than
2: um, than brainstorm and ponder or even
1: uh, well, uh, what's maybe the even
2: what's the difference between saturation and diversity? Yeah.
1: Well, that's the, that's what, we're, what we've been talking about with Deathrite, which is, you know, would you would you hate Deathrite as much, or would people hate Deathrite as much, is if there were, like, 30 pretty distinct decks that played it that were all equally good, and you weren't just, like, you know, you, you didn't know that, like, Grixis Delver was the best one by far, right?
0: I don't like, think we would be having this discussion about Deathrite Shaman if it costs one colorless mana.
1: Right, good point. That's another good point. Yeah, because then any deck could play it.
2: Top, oh man, but then again, how top great cost, would it be? How great would it be if all the Chalice decks were just like, yeah, I guess we don't want to play Chalice anymore because we want to play Deathrite. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, oh, how
2: about
1: top was one colorless mana, and yeah. and top was not banned. Like, if you go back to the to the announcement of topping banned, they they said we didn't think Miracles was a real problem, but people don't like this card or people are tired of it, and there are people who I respect a lot like who I disagree with on top. They just hate it, and they don't ever want to see it come back, and I miss top, probably. But, like, if that's the case,
2: like, if that's a reason for something, that, that cannot be a reason for something to go, because, like, I viscerally hate Chalice, and there are a multitude of people that are the same way. Everybody talking right now, a lot of people, did you hear what Zach was saying earlier? Like, people viscerally hate Deathrite at this point, but, like, those cards aren't going anywhere. Well, they haven't gone anywhere, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, the, the thing is, like, the set,
1: Saturation metric thing is almost like a like a red herring because they clearly don't use saturation. Like, dig through time was not a highly was not high saturation. You know, there were decks that played a couple of them. There were some decks that played four of them, and there were some decks that didn't play it at all. <laughs> like, it was it was you know low, lower than death right. I'll even go. I mean, I'll I'll concede that point. Even then, top was certainly not high saturation, right? Like. there's just no, it's never an argument. It hasn't been. And, and you know, these are always subjective and it's because of this pillars thing. Like that's the first thing explains the second part. (laughs) And I can't have pillars, the format and saturation metrics.
2: If if you're going to, if this is the way that they're going to analyze old, like the eternal formats where uh, it's quote, approximately 100% for the people who play it are those who manage it. And the pillars of the format thing. I think then you have to take it one step forward be a little bit more transparent by what you mean and specifically lay out the pillars. Like if Grizzlebrand, Chalice, Death Rite and uh and Brainstorm are going to be pillars, then just communicate that to the people that are trying to figure out the format. Right. Right. I, I totally agree. I think that it it's
1: interesting that um that uh they even that he went this far but it's not like it wasn't obvious that they were never going to ban Brainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like they didn't ban it when they banned Treasure Cruise. They didn't well, ban it when they banned Digger uh, Time. They didn't ban it when they banned. <laughs> honestly, not ban it now. I, well, <laughs> like, I
0: appreciate I, that this that this tweet there's no, exists. There's no
2: policy in place.
0: Yeah. I just appreciate that this that this tweet exists so that every time somebody responds to any any argument in in Legacy about about this is too pervasive, and then they say, well, what about Brainstorm? I can just literally take this URL and be like here this but, well, that's, I, but then I,
2: in that when that ha- happens the 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 response should 100% be well I don't even know what a pillar of the format means great and they'd be right because we don't yet so and, we, and, we need to clarify that and then we can shut the brainstorm haters down but then also they would then be able like the Grizzle brand lovers should be able to shut us down yeah
0: right. i mean i'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying look i i, I 100% agree that uh, brainstorm happens a lot in Legacy. Uh, do I care? No, because I cast brainstorm, and you know that's that's maybe a, a, on me, I guess. Like you know, people don't like people don't like certain magic cards, uh, and they want to fight against them. But what would people who hate on brainstorm even do if brainstorm didn't exist? What would they hate on? What would the Chalice players do?
1: Well, I I don't even know if we should get into that, but <laughs> I, I the thing I think the thing that people Dislike about brainstorm. Brainstorm is representative of just like I what we we're talking about earlier. Just like you don't have you don't have real options. You've got a card pool of twenty five thousand, and you always start with the same one, right? Yep. You know, like that's that's what people. Re, re, it's not that people think like oh, brainstorm's like the worst thing to play against ever. You know, like it's not worse to play against than Trinisphere or back to basics or whatever, anything like that, or Crystal Brand. But like, uh, you know, it's just that. It's it's this perception which is, you know, often made true that, you know, this is what this is what you do. This is the best thing to do and anything else is never gonna be this good, so don't try. And I think I, I I'm empathetic to that. I think that there's so many cool interactions that you can discover in this format and it's it's it just sucks that it's just like, well, you know, nothing's better than just casting this and then like, you know, exiling all of them to make this five five or Casting it when you have this other thing out and making board presents, like all the hoops I jumped through to get hollow ones in the play, and it didn't matter. You know, like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even close to the it wasn't even cl- it's like a, it's like I'm making a turn two like eight power and it just gets stonewalled. Like <laughs> you know, it's just so irritating. And I and I, but but that's the thing. Like here's here's a, the last the last sentence, This is where I want to go. Transgressive stuff needs a place to live. Right? We just define transgressive, right? Going against the norm or whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's another agreed. interesting definition. I mean, you have to think
0: that he didn't just that's say this off the, interesting f- definition. Off now, off he's the cuff, about- you know? Like, he didn't just say, oh, you know, I'm going to tweet this, like, 140 characters out. Like, that's that's a lot of information that he's giving us.
1: Well, he's responding to someone, and... You know, unless he's got a word a day calendar, he's been thinking of Workshop as this transgressive card that is iconoclastic, and you know everyone knows it's a, it's miserable, but it's part of the part of the uh, fabric of the format. And mm-hmm. I, okay, I mean I'm, I'm happy with that, but like there, there's I I wish that they that he realized what sort of a bomb this tweet is, right? And it's it's sad that that's the state of our communication with the with the leaders of the. Of the company but just like he's talking about pillars of the format that are undefined he's got saturation metrics which implies that they make saturation metrics he's talking about transgressive stuff needing a place to live well what about survival of the fittest right yeah what about uh um uh goblin recruiter what about earthcraft those aren't transgressive like I don't think they are in some ways, but mind twist, right? <laughs> like What about mind twist? What about mind twist? Like, I mean, <laughs> y- it's like, you don't even look, you're not even looking at these things. So I don't know. I, I think this is going to be the thing that we're going to be doing until July 2nd and we're going to be following and seeing it, anything else he says, because it was, just, it was so, it was both like super transparent and at the same, and that it answered your question, is Brainstorm ever going to be banned? No. Workshop ever going to be restricted? No. There, that question is dead. Now it's like, well, hold on a second. Well, what what up? What, what else fits into this? Yeah, like, yeah, I'd love to is know. Is ponder a pillar? Is
0: ponder a pillar? Can we have like banned, restricted, and pillars of the format announcement?
1: You yeah. Can you, can you add pillars?
2: Yeah. Well, if if the whole point of a pillar of the format being that it's shielded from banned and from being banned, and then at that point just have a like the pillars can just never rotate then.
0: Yeah, I mean, things can be things could be allowed to be taken off the pillars of the format, and not necessarily banned immediately, but they could say like, "Oh, we're looking at this," you know. Um, so if they were like, "Look, here's the ban, restricted, and pillars uh, announcement," and it's like, "Oh, brainstorm's on there," and then like the next announcement, you're like, "Brainstorm's not on the pillars anymore, guys." Uh oh. Yeah, you
1: they know? don't they don't do subtle. Well, they they, <laughs> they do they give you as little as possible, or they. <laughs> Vomit out information. This was the, the last least couple.
0: subtle they could be. <laughs> no. We're not doing anything.
1: And it says managed about 100% for the people. These that Bill alluded to this. The next tweet is that at this point, Vintage and Legacy are managed 100% for the people that do play it, as in they're not interested in what people who want to enter the format think. They're talking about the people who are in the format. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes you think about it like, can you handle getting wastelanded? That's an important thing to learn in Legacy being able to just get wastelanded out of the game and not, not flip out, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean I think that's that's you're signing up for it when you when you pay your entry fee.
0: For sure. I mean I think what they're, what what he's saying there is like, you know, this isn't a format where like someone jumps in and goes, I love Magic the Gathering. I just started playing. Let me let me enter a legacy event and then like be completely surprised at this format that people are playing like five thousand dollar decks and i brought my standard deck to i'm getting crushed you know like they're not creating this format for people getting into the game
1: right exactly and or it's for it's for established players even if you weren't like an old legacy player mm-hmm. or weren't you know you aren't 35 like me i mean you know you get it's, it's it's for a more established player who can handle certain things and yeah. that's that's the argument for keeping workshop of course now brainstorm is different than that brainstorm isn't transgressive in the same way workshop is but it is a highly saturated card, and it is like you can try. I gave it the old college try for several years, but eventually, just like now, this is just the best thing to be doing, and that's that's what you got to accept. Yeah. I, what what a, what an interesting what an interesting tweet. Do we have anything else to say on it before we move on? I, I don't want
2: to cut anyone off, but I'm trying yeah. To I mean, I one. think it's it's the one thing that uh, I we had spoken about this uh, before. That when you have something like this, like the pillars of the format, that you just say these are the things that the format will always be revolving around, that is. I, I think if we just knew what that was, that would be healthy in the way that, like, if you look at modern and how mo- everybody's like, modern's way too wide. Like, there's too many things. You can't, you don't have enough board space for all of the decks. You can never be prepared for everything. And in that format, you are like when everything is so wide and there's no target the way there is like Grixis Delver and Legacy then all of a sudden you're incentivizing players to just do things that are as in as uninteractive as possible yes yep. so if i can't build a deck that's going to be prepared for everything then i'll build a deck that just doesn't care about anything else and then all of a sudden we see the rise of things like uh, ironworks winning the past gp this weekend or uh, which we call or boggles, like all boggles, boggles, whatever, like starting to pick up in, in steam. It's because like those decks could just don't give a shit about what's across the table. They just don't care. Yeah. And if, if, as long as if if legacy is going to be defined as here are the pillars of the format, it's brainstorm plus these cards. And then all of a sudden, if there's always a target that I think it's okay to always have a target. As long as the target isn't oppressive, then it's fine. Like all the cards that we're, we've been talking about that we were like expecting to see on the ban list, none of them are oppressive. They just hinder diversity.
1: But if you say like this is this is we're we're not going for diverse, we're going for allowing well, mean, you to have these play experiences. I don't know.
2: Top is still banned. It's... Yeah, no, I I that, that's what I mean though, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's where I go. Like we're talking about this. We're going. Well, if it's if the transgressive stuff that needs a place to live and it's managed 100% for the people that play it, like then all of a sudden tops ban makes no sense. Right. Because the only point, the only point that it was banned for was because people didn't like it. Like the people who weren't playing it, didn't like playing it. And like, that's, Then what? Then all of a sudden, what are the things that we consider transgressive? You know, like his tweet. It's like I like that it exists, but at the same time, there's so much about it that is not defined that we're just speculating over. What does this word mean? What do these things mean? And so until we know what those things mean, like they could mean shops and vintage and brainstorm and legacy. That's all we got. You know, those are the only things that we can 100% say. Like he has said it. We have like written proof he's not like they're not touching brainstorm ever like that's not going to happen so until we know what those other cards are then any of the banned and restricted announcement conversations that we have they're just going to have like this shadow of wait a minute but would this be considered a pillar
1: well the original the original pillars of the format were vintage and it was one of them was workshop I think it was workshop bizarre mana drain, and dark ritual zach i don't know if you know for sure I'm sure someone who knows vintage will will say, but I don't think the pillars of the format was ever like, well, these, well, maybe it was these four cards are never getting restricted and you can build decks around them with the, with the power and all of the other restricted cards, right? Maybe that was what what defined the pillars that you could put like the moxes in any of these kinds of decks. Um, but the
2: Moxes so, are restricted. Like those cards are restricted. Well, but,
1: yeah, but the thing is like, it, it, all, it all depends on how you view the word pillar. I'm saying that pillars of the format was defined in vintage as those four cards mistress workshop is our bag mana drain oh, and dark ritual. Yeah, okay. For so two then, of them, it doesn't. For now, two of them thinking of them being restricted is laughable. That being ritual and uh, mana drain. Mm-hmm. For the other two, which are both lands, by the way, which <laughs> makes a difference. There's a good argument when 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 the hollow one dredge deck started to take off. There was like this bizarre is just got to go. There was a lot of that too for about until people figured out you could still just whack dredge pretty easily. But like. There was a little of that, like, why are we letting Bizarre? This is such a dumb card. Why are we letting it be legal, you know, yeah. as a 4 but, um But yeah, so I, I think, but Legacy, you know, your pillars, like Brainstorm is, I guess, the real, like, the equivalent of the Moxes in Legacy or Power in Legacy is the Fetchlands, right, and the Duels, where everyone gets access to that. Um, and then it's like, and you can do that, and you can play brainstorm. You can do that and play. And I, again, I'm just totally spitballing before everyone writes letters. Green Sun Zenith, or – oh, <laughs> can't think of another thing. Top, I don't know.
2: Titles <laughs> uh, well, of Agony.
1: Like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> all of a sudden, this this tweet, when it comes to the banned and restricted list, like it made me go. I, all of a sudden, I have way more questions than I do clarity. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, think so the only a answer great,
1: we got is Forms ever getting banned.
2: Yeah, I think it's <laughs> great. Is the, this uh, is the first time where, like, before, usually when we get the uh, explanations to, as to why a card got banned, they, like, it does. Usually the explanations don't line up to, like, what the goals of a format are. Like, nothing has ever been, like, here's the definitive way we look and analyze cards when it comes to deciding whether or not they should be banned. That does. We just don't have that. This is now becoming the closest thing. Yeah, we honestly that, never have. Like uh, and I mean like they have said like there this we need to ban this card to help for diversity. We need to ban this or unban this to see if we can open up these decks that are like, you know, open up control decks that are falling behind in terms of com- uh, competitive nature or whatever. But like there isn't a universal like this is what we do to analyze this particular format. We will always put it through this lens first and then add any additional steps that we uh, feel fit specific to the situation but it's got to go through this first and if it doesn't pass this first that card will not be banned or unbanned you know it's like yeah like you pulling up a thing right now on our screen and it says yeah it has to be banned for diversity purposes but then you got to tell me what diversity means to you right I got to know what sense. like what does diversity mean does that mean that if if the if like death right is in the top is what 30% of the field like if OK, well, if 30 percent, that's if, not even 50 percent, if 30 percent it, doesn't 40. qualify as, you know, the, uh, if 30 if percent of death rights being the format is still considered diverse by your definition of diverse, then I will be like, OK, then we won't have the conversation. You've told me what diversity means when you come to analyzing these things. But until I have that, I'm going to go, what are we talking about? Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's true. I mean, like death rights at 40 percent. So it's even higher than that. And I'll concede that point. Um, Deathrite's at about 40% of the top eight decks that get reported based on all the major sites that do that. Um, but that's not even 50%. And, you know, like, just for example, Brainstorm's over, up, always above 60. So the, the, up, the upshot is this. Two out of five players you play, on average, will play death Deathrite in their deck. Three out of five will play Brainstorm. It's likely that two out of five will play Brainstorm and Deathrite, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to play, it's not going to be... Now, I mean, that, that goes around. But, I mean, it, that's, that's basically been my experience. I played four rounds at the Grand Prix. I played against um, only one deck that played Death Deathrite and two decks that played Brainstorm. So there you go, right? And then
2: all of a sudden, those types of things will clash, right? So if diversity is something that is, isn't defined but has been a reason multiple times for banning, but then something can just be shielded from that you know, like just be pardoned from the ban list because of this, it's a pillar. Well, then are you telling me that being a pillar of the format takes precedent over diversity? That's fine if that's the case, but we need to know that. Yeah, that should be on the list. You're totally right. Another quick thing, we we have never, all the reasons that they give us, but like, you need to take a step. Is it a pillar of the format? No. Okay, we can continue discussing it. Does it cause diversity problems? Diversity means this. Therefore, yes or no. Okay, we can continue talking about it. And then give a, there's, there's your stepping stone to figure out if cards should be banned or unbanned.
1: In Legacy, there, we're talking about ubiquity and diversity. The top two decks are only 10% of the meta each. Workshop is way higher than that in Vintage, I think. And that, that's even more. a Workshop deck itself. Is let's look at it now. 24.81% for Ravager Shops, which is a pretty sick deck, right? And look at number number two, Paradoxical Outcome, 11.63%. Dredge, 10.85%. Mentor, 10.8%. There's four decks in Vintage that are at 10% or greater. In Legacy, there's only two. Now, for some people, that's you consolidate those, and I think that's totally fair. If if you were to say like, well What's the difference between Grixis Delver for color control? That's basically the same deck. It's a like one plays Delver and Days, the other one plays Strix and Jace, right? Like, that's basically the difference in a lot of ways, like the most meaningful difference and the way you choose to attack it. But, you know, once you get past that, you don't see a lot of these Death Right Brainstorm decks until you get down to Bug Delver, which is just, a you know, you can tack this 2.68% onto Grixis Delver's 10.70, and you've got what, like 13 or 14, that's still not that bad. When they talk about diversity, they're talking about formats like Standard, which, you know, I I clicked on it now, and Goldfish doesn't have the right thing, but, like, if you looked at Standard at all when uh, the Energy decks were fully powered up, or you looked at Modern when the Eldrazi deck was, you know, was so good, like, you were talking about, like, this 25% number. By any reason, by the way that they divide up decks, there is not a problem in Legacy it's all, it's a lot of perception based on the, on the player base so we want a format that looks more like modern but at the same time I we well, like no, you said Phil in practice do we, we really don't, want don't. that do we really want that i played modern last night and it didn't feel i mean i was i was i had i had fun and i was playing it because like it's the night before bands miss and i just wanted to not play legacy you know but i wanted to play some magic online and you know it was fun, but I, like, it wasn't great when I like was just you know getting zerg rushed by these cards I couldn't deal with. You know, like it was just
2: it was just a pain. <laughs> I don't and know. Yeah, but I... like you're you're like if you were to just look at the you pulled up the modern metagame, the top six decks in modern all could give a shit what your opponent is doing. They just don't care. True. It's like, very the true. The closest <laughs> thing that would care is like humans because they play a duress on a guy. But like at the end of and the they day, meddling age. Yeah, you're right. Right, like Red, Black Red Hollow One doesn't care what you're doing. Tron doesn't care what you're doing. Affinity doesn't care what you're doing. Burn certainly doesn't care what you're doing. Like Storm could give a shit what you're doing. Like the the first deck in in the in the list the, at two point six percent that like is like I am purposely trying to interact with you is Jund. And that's at like, two point six. And, like, and local, if you look at the next, box yeah, box. yeah,
0: the next deck is Boggles. So it's like, come on.
2: This is
1: what I played by the way. This Marty Pyromancer deck. Like, it's so sweet. Um. But yeah I, I know what you're saying, and I, that's the thing like do like well would you like it if everything was at five percent five percent ish or lower? That's what modern is, but legacy players love to grip about modern and how it's you know you know what I mean how it's not uh you need twenty sideboard slots so you, you need twenty sideboard everything. slots, yeah, yeah, and yeah. no one cares what you're doing, and like I'm not here to, to to say what's right or what's wrong. I'm just saying that that's that's what that's the that's the fact of it. I think in legacy, what you're really say, what people say is like we want. This gets your pills of format. We want multiple brainstorm decks to be good, and not just these two. And yeah. maybe this one, and maybe this one, and maybe this one. But like, you know, there's you still got you're still at 20% death right brainstorm decks, and then uh, let's see, four, four, and four, so about 12% brainstorm non-death right decks in the top eight decks. So uh, again, I, by what metric are you are are we saying that this card is too uh, any card at this point is too much of a problem? Like it's all mo-
2: that. The, the, the deck of all those decks that are in the that are currently in the metagame, the only one that is super fluid is miracles. That's the only one where like you can mix and match. Like you have the shell of blue cards and sorts of plowshares, and then all of the other cards you you move around based on what the other the rest of the format looks like. Ala, it's a good control deck. It's fluid, but Right now it's like I gotta beat the death right decks. And so it's going to play the play to beat the death right decks. But like Miracles is not like Miracles it not only got knocked down a peg, it's like fine. It's not like I would put it like solidly tier one point five two at best. But still pretty good. <laughs> it's better than You're Maverick. Not saying <laughs> bad. I'm saying that like, <laughs> I think that people like you want more decks like Miracles. You want more decks that can mix around and maneuver around without feeling like they're priced into like a very specific thing. Like Miracles gets to play all of these other things because it's not playing Death Rite, right? It's specifically not playing Death Right to have a better mana base. And then it gets to exploit the fact that its mana base is so much more stable than everybody who's playing death So it's but right now. It's the only deck that can do that. There's no other deck that can do that because if you move away from those white cards, you have no reason to not be playing death right. Anything that you could be doing that's playing a more stable mana base is going to be worse than the white cards. So you either are priced into playing the, the only deck that can't play, the only fair deck that's not playing death right, or you're playing death right.
0: I mean, we're not even seeing Merfolk on the list of things that you could possibly play in this format, and that's the only other deck that would even play uh, Back to Basics. And it's really a Chalice deck,
2: honestly.
1: I don't see – look look at these. We're scrolling through yeah, it. There's a, no Stoneforge decks here dude, at a until you get point, to the Dregs.
2: At a certain point, you've got to be talking about – when you say Merfolk – it's now, like, Merfolk has constantly seen its way, having to inch closer and closer and closer and closer to just being what nobody wants to call it, which is a Merfolk Stompy deck. It's a Blue Chalice deck. be stompy yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody That's wants to call it pirate. that because it wasn't that, but, like, you want to compete? You got to play one of the things that beats the stuff that other people are doing. Mm. So, like, you're either playing the good stuff or you're playing the stuff that tries to beat the good stuff. I can tell you, you're better off just playing the good stuff. But for people who refuse to do that, you can play the stuff that tries There's to fill the chalice of the void, stuff. and then you can push <laughs> <laughs> out. All right, I've uh, I've uh,
1: restarted our ten minute timer so many times. Let's 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 try and close it out here. Yeah, a couple, I think Let's talk about our personal stuff. Um, Phil, you are going to GB Birmingham, but you you are a little soured on our the mentor deck.
2: Yeah, so I've gotten enough reps in with the mentor deck that I ca- have recognized how all of the play patterns against certain matchups go, and simplistically they boil down to this esper mentor is a fat grixis deck right it's just a super thick grixis deck and you i I think the the just based on the uh the number of games that i've gotten to play against grixis delver you are wildly favored because you're doing everything that they're doing but you're doing it bigger and you're more resilient because you can blank their wastelands Mm -hmm. so if if you told me that I was going to go to Birmingham and I was going to play against 15 Grixis Delver decks, I would snap take Mentor in a second and I wouldn't even think about it. The problem with Mentor is, as good as it is at beating up Grixis Delver, it just cannot beat any other fair deck. Like, it just cannot beat a Planeswalker. It can't beat any deck that's going bigger than it. A Miss Hollow about Pile or uh, Sultan. Boo right? Chain. So, <laughs> so like, any of the fair decks that are just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the same thing that you're doing, except you have all of these other cards that are lower to the ground to be able to just destroy Grixis Delver. Those things are going to do nothing against me because I'm playing all of these gigantic threats that you just can't, there, there aren't enough ways to deal with it because instead of playing Abrupt Decay in your uh, sort of mid range deck, you're playing Spell Pierce, and that's not going to work out. So it's yeah. like, all of a sudden mentor is very cleanly in this space of it goes grixis delver and then you're bigger than grixis delver with esper mentor and then all of these other things are bigger than you so the food chain is you get to prey on grixis delver and then all those other big decks get to prey on you but if you can just sculpt your bigger decks to be able to prey on grixis delver properly then there's no reason to not just be playing the bigger decks you know what i'm saying so it's like all of a sudden, Esper mentor in my practice seems to just be in this zone of a bad something else. Because the
1: I would say that that dovetails a little bit with what I what I ended up experiencing, which is you're good at being, like you said, slightly bigger than the Delver decks, whether that's Grixis or or Bug or whatever it is, right? And but when you get to someone who's even like you said, even bigger, and like to me the card of the point here is Gideon Ally of Zendikar put against vehicles at the Grand Planes, Prix. You could have yeah. said Jace the Mind Sculptor or a Lily or whatever. I mean I and I like so you put in if you put in cards in the Grixis or I'm sorry in the Esper Mentor deck to take care of that that inches up your mana curve which makes you worse against your best matchup and worse enough that it matters I think. Like lingering souls which I love and is great against planeswalkers but looks pretty stupid when you do when you have like one land <laughs> you know, or you draw like, like one of those a things where
2: that's that's exactly the point where it's like if you're moving a if you're inching to go a little bit bigger, why not just be one of the bigger decks?
1: Yeah, why be of the bigger decks, or why not go lower, and then you don't want to be making three drops like mentor snapcaster, you just play the Grixis <laughs> version which which yeah i I think it's too bad. I think that it's such a fun deck and it, and it feels so good like mentor, I love as a card, it's so much fun, but um. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you uh, that you had a bad weekly because I remember that feeling and I was like you. I would, at least you at least you have a month because I was I realized it about two weeks before I think I was like I just can't kind of quite get the mix right and I yeah. thought I had a good mix and then like things just didn't work out. <laughs> you know, like I would have hoped the mix didn't make it. I do think that if you got to play against Grixis Delver and like combo decks, I think you're all set because you basically have the same kind of game against combo decks that any Grixis deck has you have counter magic and discard and you have access to hate bears even, which is great. Like I, people have eaten a lot of containment priests against me when I was playing that deck. But, uh, but yeah, um, you can't, you can't control that. There's a lot of these decks that are trying to be Grixis and you're basically Grixis so they can beat you.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That's what's going on. Um, um, What's on
1: your, what's on your short list of testing then? What are
2: you going to, I mean, I'm probably going to, I, I will likely end up audibling back to what I used to, which was, Playing pile or miracles, and then I'm kind of leaning heavily towards just going back to uh, miracles the, with the mentor, ver- the monastery mentor main deck version. Um, mm-hmm. That's likely where I'm leaning, unless I come up with something else. But I can tell you, I will most certainly be testing, and by testing I mean just playing with a little bit uh, Naban when he comes out uh, before recognizing that that's just unplayable garbage, and then I'll play miracles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I have to go through them. I understand that what the outcome will be. I just need to go through the motions. That way I can like reassure myself that I just play Miracles and it'll be fine. I've been there.
1: <laughs> I've been there, whether it's Hollow One or Ramana or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to talk a little bit about what I did on Saturday. So we have a small community of Legacy players. So I live about uh, half an hour south of Salt Lake City. And we have a small community of legacy players here, like sort of local to me. Paragon's, you know, about half hour from my house. So it's really kind of a drive for some people. So not everyone gets to make it. So we're trying to find, you know, a little way for the community to get together and play. And I was invited to play at a local store. The people were like, it's going to be some sort of informal play testing. We're going to have proxies. This was Saturday. I was starting to get into my feeling that something big was going to happen. So I decided that I, I you know, messaged the group and I said, what do you guys want to test against? And I'll bring it. And everyone said, Grixis Delver. So I played Grixis Delver. I put it together and I played nine games. Um, I played against Steel Stompy. We played about six games. And then I played again. And I played uh, two games against uh, Show and Tell. Uh, I'll start backwards. with so Show and Tell, it's just a slaughter. Like it's so hard for them <laughs> to beat you. Like it's crazy. Um, and then Steel Stompy was interesting because basically, you know, it's a Chalice deck and it can go pretty wide and Walking Ballista and uh, Arcbound Ravager are insane, you know. But I think I went five and three in my uh, eight games that I played. I untapped with the card Deathrite Shaman twice and I went one and one in those games. The other time I even put it on the stack, I just ran it into a Chalice so I could delve it. The deck is really good um and to be quite honest i kind of feel like just playing it for a while and like playing the best deck for a while and seeing how i feel about it playing it maybe tomorrow at the paragon weekly just to see what it's you know just to sort of experience that and see like you know all the different things i i still i i didn't feel that different about it than i have felt um you know in the past when we've been talking about it which is just that it's all good like it's all insane and it's hard to it's almost hard to sideboard with because you're like i don't i kind of like all these cards, you know yeah um uh so it's inter- i'm probably gonna be playing it tomorrow just because I've got it sleeved up and i'm and I don't have anything else put together but um i i'm I'm just kind of like i don't i don't i wouldn't say I'm giving up the fight to like try and find something else that's good I'm just kind of like testing this out and seeing what it's gonna be for a while um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny. I don't even have anything else to say other than the fact that I think the deck is crazy good. Like it's and it's like everything. It's not just death Rate for sure. So I only drew I it if, three times. Yeah.
2: I mean, it has it has like the reason that Grixis Delver is the best Delver variant is because it has all of the tool like those colors give it all of the tools to be effective at being like a Delver deck that can just go like Delver waste you out of the game. Or they can go wide off of young pyromancer, or they can go tall, or they can just not care with TNN. Yeah. So. Or they could you just grind
1: out with you know certain way it works out. Like I, I'm playing the build that has spell pierce man. I'm also playing uh, Noah Walker's mana base. So Noah Walker, I don't know if he top eight or top sixteen, but he only played he played seven fetch lands, seven duels instead of eight and six. He top
2: 8-ed both the SEG and the GP with uh, that particular build. I don't know if the mana base is the same from the SEG, but I'd like, of course, the GP he had the seven-seven split.
1: Yeah, which I thought was interesting, and you know, I did, I did have, I did draw like four duels at one point, but I mean, that could have happened. <laughs> I kind of like brainstormed myself, but whatever, didn't matter because I had uh, a five-five that was just standing in front of everything, <laughs> standing in front of their uh, steel overseer with his big fishy mouth, <laughs> Zach. What are you up to?
0: Well, uh, I I was pretty despondent this morning, honestly. Uh, I didn't think uh, I would be rugging anybody anytime soon, and I still think that I won't be rugging anybody anytime soon. Uh, I I think I'm gonna take uh, Phil's advice and switch over to Miracles. Uh, I'm gonna play a different Miracles deck. I'm not gonna just play uh play play the uh uh you know the the mentor version. Uh, I think I'm gonna try the Wizards version. Uh, with uh you know with like uh Vendillion Click and Venser and uh, and Snapcaster and stuff like that and see and see how that makes me feel. Play with some caracuses. uh You know, I don't know. I I honestly I'm not super pumped about playing Legacy right now because I just I I I like I said I feel relatively despondent about the format after after yeah. this weekend. But I, I'm trying to trying to put on a strong face and uh, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that uh, you know uh, the the people in charge know what they're doing. And uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep keep playing, but I'm taking a week off. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I all three of us are deck orphans right now, and maybe that could be something we'll check in on next week. Yeah. Like, you know, did anything catch your eye? I mean, I, I I've I've felt that way, uh, you know, pretty much since I got home from the Grand Prix. So yeah. especially since I thought the deck was gonna get banned anyway, <laughs> so it didn't matter. But yeah. Yeah, I'm um, just looking for something to tickle or finding <laughs> some angle, I think will pay off.
0: I think one of the things we should think about next week, though, is coming up with our personal pillars of the format lists.
1: Yeah, that's there's alright. There's a good assignment. Bill? Um,
2: uh, yeah, Aladdin's Lamp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> illusionary Mask. Really, anything with Aladdin should be a pillar of the format.
1: Aladdin uh, himself? Aladdin himself. Aladdin's ring. Two red, red and tapped to take control of an artifact from an opponent.
2: I mean I'd put a Harlequin clown, Harlequin up there. Ooh. Ooh. Alliances. Right. Harlequin. It's, a, it's, yes, I would it's a two and two red, two four. And that's it. Oh, it's got abilities.
1: Oh, no, it's got all sorts of abilities. It combos with it combos with Griffin, by the way. <laughs> Harlequin's got
0: abilities? Yeah, it yeah. combos with Miss Mist Griffin.
1: We're needling know, Phil just, because he lost the Food know, Chain, and that know. was the end of it for his uh, for his
2: Mentor deck. <laughs> yeah, I got completely just trounced by Food Chain, and, and that's that was the end. I had to put Mentor down. I was like, like, if I can't beat a deck that's just Flying Hill Giant, rather and putting in bad cards, then if, <laughs> if that,
0: all right. Yeah. Well, I think I think you know, you that, have, had, 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 now that we're into the, uh, the uh, Chaos Harlequin <laughs> uh, part of part of the show, we should probably call it.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh guys, th- you mean the pillar of the format part of the podcast? Right? <laughs> yes, the pillar yeah, of the, the format. Yeah,
1: pillar of the oh. format. food chain, Miss Holograph, and Eternal Scourge and manipulate pain. Yeah.
2: Guys, every everybody that's out there listening, thanks for uh indulging us on our rants as we don't understand how Top didn't get unbanned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everybody. Or Have a good it. one. Thanks for listening.
2: <laughs> Bye.
0: Stop, stop, animal stuff. Can I see I need more stuff that i go? Give it up
1: with the Joneses. Stop, stop, I need more stuff. Can I see I need more stuff that I go it up with the Joneses? I'm keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses, alright
0: Where does he get those wonderful toys? Eternal Dirtles is supported by Audible.com. If you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash Dirtles, and they'll hook you up with a free book, and you'll be supporting the show. Thanks so much.